the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome back to the Dan Prof Show and uh, previous segment of Perfect Segue to this one, talking about uh, the purge and, frankly, the boomerang on the purge, as we were discussing before the break. Uh, now we turn our attention to the 1776 Commission, this the uh, brainchild of the Trump administration, bringing together scholars uh, to uh, offer an assessment of American history and uh, some of the challenges going forward as uh, we have this effort underway by the 1619 Project and other elements of uh, the Jacobin left to uh, eliminate American history to start it over and or at minimum recast it and to start a new history as of whatever date certain they set. Uh, good uh, write-ups from some of the participants in, uh, on that commission, including Carol Swain, friend of the show, formerly of Vanderbilt University, our friend VDH, Victor Davis Hanson as well. Uh, and, of course, uh, this report was uh, immediately removed from the White House website and expunged from public discourse as much as possible by the Biden administration, lest anyone have any notions of considering American history warts and all. For more on the topic, we're pleased to be joined by Matthew Spaulding, who served as the executive director of the 1776 Commission. He is uh, otherwise the vice president for Hillsdale College's uh, Washington, D.C. operations and dean of the Van Andel Graduate School of Government. Matthew Spaulding, thanks for joining us. Appreciate it. It's good to be with you. How are you? Good. Uh, so um, the uh, walk through American history that you and uh, some of those mentioned, as well as many others did, the uh, the approach that you all took towards constructing this report for public consideration. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I mean, I mean, I, I think I was probably um, uh, both a, a mix of shock that any any president would abolish a commission, uh, meaning to mark 1776, looking forward to the 250th anniversary of the Declaration, which is what the commission was about. Uh, I was shocked that it was uh, abolished on the first day. Um, I suppose to some extent that was it's also a kind of a a, a, a certain honorific. That we struck a nerve, and we can talk about that as well. But uh, I think the, the 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 shock comes from the uh, the fact that uh, there really is nothing in the report that is um, either not in, in in mainstream scholarship, but that's been talked about for some time. Indeed, the most important claims the report that 1776 is the is the historical source of uh, our our defining purpose as a nation. And that we should look back to the Constitution, the Declaration. I mean, this is not a, a, a new kind of radical claim here. This is the that was the claim of Martin Luther King. Uh, that was the claim of Lincoln. Uh, the claim of the founders themselves that something different had happened in 1776. 
uh, the start of this new nation and uh, then the creation of the Constitution. So the the uh, the uh, the the guidance, if you will, for the for the commission was to advise the president about uh, what are the core principles of uh, emanating from 1776 and how have they played out in our history. Uh, so it's not a walk through all of history. It's not meant to be comprehensive. It doesn't propose a curriculum in, a, in any formal sense because the federal government can't do that. Uh, but what it does do is it spends a lot of time explaining the principles of the Declaration, the arguments of the Declaration. It's, from the founder's perspective and, and looking at it through the eyes of Lincoln. Uh, and then it talks about some of the core challenges to those principles. Uh, those, those, those challenges have, have had uh, a, a, a wide uh, practical differences between, say, something like slavery, which is very barbaric and inhumane, uh, and uh, communism and fascism, uh, which were, in their own way, violent and, and uh, dehumanizing, uh, to progressivism, which um, is, is, is less um, barbaric and violent, but is just as much of an intellectual challenge to those principles as anything else. Uh, and it also talks about the challenge uh, coming from someone like John C. Calhoun, who denied the Declaration of Independence in favor of group rights, and we see that, to some extent, coming up again today in the form of what is popularly called identity politics, looking at people according to their race or ethnicity as opposed to their equal humanity. I, it, let's, so that's, let, yeah. that, that's the broad perspective of what all we cover in the report. Yeah, and, and um, when we come back, I want to pick up on that, where the objections came to the extent that they were made specific, um, probably the uh, John C. Calhoun comparison to... Uh, the identitarians of today rub people the, the wrong way, but we'll pick it up there with Matthew Spaulding, the executive director of the 1776 Commission. More right after this. The more you listen, the more you'll know. This is this is the Dan Proft Show. Welcome back to the show. We're speaking with Matthew Spaulding, Executive Director of the 1776 Commission. Uh, it was cobbled together during the Trump administration and then quickly discarded in the Biden administration. Uh, Matthew Spaulding is otherwise the Vice President for Hillsdale College's D.C. Operations, Dean of the Van Andel Graduate School of Government. And, uh, Matthew, we left uh, before the break talking about uh, John C. Calhoun, the secessionist movement, rejected the Constitution and uh, believed in group rights over individual rights, uh, individual as a unit of analysis. And that uh, harkens forward to today. But I suppose the combination of um, considering 1776 the nation's founding, where the left sees it as 1619 today, I suppose, as well as uh, a secessionist like Calhoun being compared to the leftist identitarians of today, rubbed the Biden administration the wrong way. No, I, I think that was the nerve we struck. But the argument, I think, is the correct argument, which is why we made that. We didn't do it for political purposes at all. Mm -hmm. We uh, fully intended to advise 
It was done under one president, and we fully intended it to be advice for the next president as well. I think what it was was this became untenable for them because they want to make arguments about equity. But the problem is, and, and I think that we would like to encourage the American people to think this through, what is the source of our rights? And the argument of the founding was that it was grounded in the laws of nature and nature's God and the fact that all men are created equal. Martin Luther King made this argument very clearly that all people, all men, men and women, black and white, all have the same rights. We can't pick and choose, and some don't have more rights than others. He actually opposed the idea of what he called a racialization of rights. The Declaration is a promissory note. And and and, and, and by the way, and, and from the reading, um, I know this to be true, you, you mentioned Frederick Douglass, a freed slave, American abolitionist. Mm-hmm. He argued the same thing King did 100 years earlier. Absolutely. Uh, and I think this is consistent with the tradition, if you will. The outlier to that tradition, the first person who most famously attacked that approach was John C. Calhoun who argued that the declaration was a self-evident lie and an error. It's not true that all men are created equal. He said that some are different, groups are different, uh, and they're different based on their race. And he used that argument, of course, to enslave black people and rule them on behalf of a justification for the Southern Confederacy. Well, when you attack the principles of the declaration and the idea that we are all equal by nature as individuals, where do you go for your source of rights? Well, Calhoun laid out an argument for group rights. And the report pointed out, noting that there's a huge difference between the barbarity of slavery and what's going on today, that at least intellectually, it's a similar argument, which is a rejection of individual rights grounded in nature that all of us possess in favor of groups and, and group identity. And right now it's based on this ethnicity or that ethnicity, but it's, it's very arbitrary in the end and not very stable. Um, so we point that out to the American people and encourage them to think about that as we as we go forward, we think it's a much more unifying and much more intellectually grounded and historically accurate to say that we should base our rights claims, as did Martin Luther King and Frederick Douglass and Lincoln and the founders, on human equality, that we all have these rights equally and no group has any more rights than another group. That historically has gotten us into problems, shall we say, and we thought that that would be good to avoid. Well, if uh, in modern politics, one wants to move in that direction, uh, equities, we now say, or identity politics, then of course you're going to object to that, not want to engage in that debate, which I think is just what's happened. Just to be clear, too, there was no glossing over the ugliness of American history, slavery, the uh, allowance for only free men to vote. I mean, these these uh, failures to abide the founding principles were were delineated. Oh, absolutely. And I think that uh, in, the, in the general position we talk about teaching American history is to teach it, I think as you said earlier, warts and all, the good, the bad, and the ugly. But you teach the, uh, what mature history do, does is it teaches you all the bad aspects of history, but also an honest history would also teach that, that what America is really about, in a, in a very beautiful way, is a people and, and great leaders uh, leading those people trying to live up to our principles. And so... Good history teaches the, 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 the flaws and the imperfections of history, but in doing so, you also point towards uh, the, the good and, and noble aspects of American history. And, in, and that really is the, the American story, is looking at those principles, not this kind of deep, dark past that we wish to erase and get rid of. Thinking about what happened with the commission and just what's happening in American culture generally, including uh, in education from K pre-K through post-secondary, so including college campuses. Now, Hillsdale College, sort of uh, where you're at, sort of uh, stands apart 
as a, a beacon of America's founding values. But I wonder um, how you all are viewing the threats to Western civilization, the threats to uh, peaceful pluralism, the threats to teaching a fact-based understanding of American history. Uh, how, how pronounced are they today as compared to even just a few years ago? Well, I, I think you're right in saying that, that there's been some shifts uh, of late. I mean, as I, you know, th- these are things that many of us, including myself, have written about for all of our adult careers, mm-hmm. and they've only become quote unquote controversial uh, in, <laughs> in the last uh, number of years, which I find just amazing. That's that's kind of the source of my shock. Um, but I, I think the real question here is. Um, what, what do the American people think of this question? I mean, it's, it, I think it's clear that the, the elite, uh, the elites in America and the media and the academy um, clearly have, have kind of a, a, a jaundiced view, if you will, uh, of what they want to teach. But it's, it's not clear to me. Indeed, the fact that we are such a divided nation suggests that a lot of people don't agree with that. Uh, they still think this is a country worth preserving, worth perpetuating. Uh, that has done great things, that has a flawed past and is imperfect. Absolutely. Uh, and one of the most, uh, uh, one of the, 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 the central flaws, the, 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 at its very center is this question of slavery, which we must confront. Uh, but having said that, I, I don't think the American people are in a position which some of our uh, elite academics think that, that America is this evil nation that ought to be, uh, we, we also kind of, we should erase and start over again. I, I, that's not where the American people are, and, and nor should they be. And we wanted to remind them, both from a historical point of view and, and the point of view of understanding their principles, that they don't need to be there. There's something here worth defending. There's something here worth coming to understand, despite those flaws, that we should turn to, and when actually that America's always turned to in its great periods of reform, but also in the midst of its, its greatest crisis. The, the source of unity really is to go back to our first principles. And that's what we would like to encourage people to do. He is Matthew Spaulding, executive director of the 1776 Commission and uh, also the vice president for Hillsdale College's D.C. Operations, dean of the Van Andel Graduate School of Government. Matthew Spaulding, thanks so much for joining us. Appreciate it. Great being with you. Take care. Show at danproffshow.com.